Hey, welcome to The Abundant Artist, a podcast for creatives looking to create more abundance in their lives, more happiness, more results, more money. I'm Whitney Eland. I'm an actor, writer, and certified life coach, and I'm going to show you exactly how to start feeling better and how to go after your creative ambitions. Hello, wonderful artists. I hope that you are having an amazing day whenever you are listening to this. If you have been following along on my social media, you might have already seen this by now, but I just announced that I am having a baby and I am super excited. And today I wanted to talk a little bit about that, not really just to share my journey. So stay with me because this might seem like a long winded story but it actually does have a point and is going to come back to you as an artist, whether or not you have any intention of ever having a child. So stay with me for this and I'm super excited. This might seem like a winding road and a little bit of a story time, but bear with me. So I wanted to just give a little bit of a brief overview over my experience over the last year. This last year has been for all of us, such a roller coaster. And I think that as I've continued to grow as a coach and as a person, I've just really leaned into these tools that I use as a coach and that I teach my clients. And it's led me to doing things differently than maybe I would have normally done. And instead of doing what I maybe in the past would have thought of as like the right next step or the conventional steps or all of those things. Instead, um, I have been what I would say and what the title of this episode is, is being guided. And the way that I would like to distinguish between the two of these caveats, <laughs> one is that I am completely winded all the time. I'm literally talking and I'm like out of breath. So uh, that is a fun pregnancy sign. And the other thing is that sometimes while I'm in the middle of talking, I completely lose my place. All of this to say, as a coach, I've been focusing more on being guided. What I mean when I say being guided is they'll have a goal and they'll be like, what's the right thing? Or they'll look to others and be like, they have a result that I want. How do I get there? And they try to replicate what other people have done. And the truth is, I've talked about this before, is that when you're trying to get things quote unquote right, you're missing out on your intuition. And your intuition is the only thing that can actually guide you to your right path and to your best steps. So the work that I do as a coach with myself, with my clients is to get really clear on your like guiding intuition. And the reason that this is so important is because your intuition, your opinions are really all you have as an artist. So the stronger that you get in making decisions without asking a ton of people, without doing a ton of research, with questioning yourself over and over again and trying to get things right, the better your art is going to be, the stronger your writing is going to be. If you're a writer, the, the more creative your paintings are going to be, the better your choices are as an actor. Like all of the things continue to grow, the more clear you get on your intuition. And the way that you get clearer on your intuition is by letting go of fear. We've talked about this before, but your brain is just wired for survival and for pleasure. So your brain just wants to continue doing the same things that seem really safe to protect you, right? And so your brain wants to look for patterns that other people have done or look to patterns from your past, look to what you've done before maybe. And the truth is that that is just going to keep you safe. And the way to continue to actually take action and to create new results, you have to do new things. And those new things are going to have to be guided by your intuition. So back to story time. Okay, so a year ago, all of us have been having a shitty year, right? But a year ago in the summer of 2020 was when I decided that it was time for me to come out that I am bisexual. I had known I was bisexual for about 10 years before that, but 
I think there was just like a lot of internalized homophobia. And then, you know, after like my husband was the first person I came out to and then I was, you know, in a monogamous relationship with a man. So it didn't feel important. But then that kind of internalized into a lot of shame for me and became I'm not important. I'm not good enough. And so last year, it finally felt like it was the time to come out. And again, this was something that was felt like was being guided. It didn't really make any logical sense from the outside. There was no reason for me to do it. It was like, this isn't going to affect anyone else's life. And yet I just really felt called to do it and inspired to do it. And since doing so, what I realized happened was that I let go of so much shame. And so when I was like in college, it was some, having a baby was something that I was like, I don't even know how that's possible. And I kind of always saw myself like growing up, I always saw myself having a kid and also having a career, but I just, I really didn't have any examples of that, especially in our line of work. Like, I feel like we always hear about people who are like, I won my first Tony and then I had a baby. And I'm like, well, that's amazing if you win your first Tony when you're, <laughs> you know, at the correct age, but that doesn't like work for everyone. Not every like actor who wants to have a baby is going to win a Tony right or just being like once you're in your the second season of your hit show that's the perfect time to have a baby i just kind of have had all of these these reasons why it wouldn't work why i wouldn't be able to have a baby and then also though as time went on my desire to have a baby just felt like it was just shutting down and just really closing off. It just ultimately was not something that I felt was possible. And flash forward, so then that, this last summer when I was coming out, I released so much shame for my life. I didn't realize that I was spending so much of my life in a state of shame. And when you're in a state of shame, you're just completely closed off. And there were so many other areas of my life that I was really thriving in, right? Like I had a business, I had like won awards with movies. I had like done some really cool projects that I was really proud of. And yet there was this like undercurrent of shame. And by coming out and by being so loved, which I know that I am just so lucky. I know not everyone has that experience when they come out. Not everyone gets to be loved by their community. And I think that I had been cultivating a community. I mean, so many of my friends are in the LGBTQ plus community already. And so I was kind of late to the party, I guess, in terms of coming out. And I guess I just hadn't felt like there was as intense of a need to come out. And so I'm really lucky that I already kind of had a really soft place to land and had so many allies in terms of like my family, my siblings, like my mom, so many things. So I know that that was so lucky. As I came out, the level of shame, that undercurrent from my life just really started to dissipate. And I started to suddenly be like, oh man, I think I do want a baby. And it was so interesting just to see. So y'all know that I made my first feature film in December of this last year. And I just remember being on set every night, like when I would go up into my room by myself, I would just lay there and be like, I can't wait to have a kid that I can tell about this. <laughs> like I, it just felt like the most badass thing that I'd ever done in my whole life of just like assembling the most incredible, loving, like big hearted dreamer artist together and making this movie that was just like full of love and passion. And this was like before there were vaccines, like it really was just like the biggest leap of faith. And I just was so excited about it. And I was just like, this is something that I want to share with a child, which was so interesting to me. And I was like, I can't wait to tell them about how I like really thrive during the pandemic. That's the year that I made my first movie. You know, my business took off all of these things. And I just was like, I was feeling so proud of myself. And um, what I realized was that what I learned about like through, you know, coaching is that when you leave shame behind, when you let go of elements of shame in your life, 
you suddenly have space for others. You have space for more. So essentially, when you're in a state of shame, you're in a state of self-protection. You literally can't think about anyone else outside of yourself because you don't feel physically or emotionally or mentally safe. And so once I came out, then it just naturally became this byproduct that I was feeling excited about having a baby. So, okay, so then we're gonna keep going. So the next thing, like I said, I made a movie. And even if you were to look back at me a few years ago, like when I first moved to New York, I was in New York, my dad passed away. And then I think a year after that, maybe it was even two years after that was when I was like, I'm gonna start making my first films. And I made this web series. I shot it on my iPhone. It's called Janeska and it was on Amazon Prime for a while. Now you can only stream it on Amazon Prime if you live in Japan. So sorry if you're in America. I think you can still catch it on YouTube though. But something that was really interesting about that even was that I had a lot of shame around becoming a filmmaker and becoming a writer. It was not something I'd ever done before. And I was like, does this mean that I'm giving up on my acting to do something else? But that was like literally within the first six months of me starting this coaching process. I at least had the tools to be able to recognize like, okay, there's this shame, there's this fear that's keeping me stuck. Without that fear, what I'm being guided to do is make my own movies. So I started doing that. And y'all know like that really snowballed into so many amazing opportunities. It like turned into a pilot, which then turned into a development deal. It turned into like a writing career. <laughs> it turned into like a representation, all of these amazing things. And then my movie, right? So all of these things continue to snowball and the impetus of each of them was letting go of shame and stepping into a new identity. Okay, so now this is another little sidebar, but I do want to give a large caveat is that at the beginning of this year, I was having so many health issues. <laughs> I was waking up in the middle of the night because I had the worst acid reflux. It was just like coming up my throat. I'm going to spare you the rest of the details. Just know that they are gory and disgusting, but it caused me to do a lot of work with like a dietitian. I had to get like a ton of scans. There was a time I was in the hospital. Like it just was creating all these things. And also I was gaining weight. So I had gained an I don't remember, I think like 20 pounds during the course of the pandemic. I'm five foot 10. Most people probably aren't gonna notice this. 20 pounds isn't the biggest deal at the end of the day, but it felt like a lot for me. And what I also was realizing was that that was the same amount of weight that I had continued to gain and lose pretty regularly. Like starting from when I was in college, I would like gain the weight and then lose the weight and then gain the weight and then lose the weight. And I had a lot of resistance to even looking at that or to even caring because I was like, I don't wanna develop an eating disorder. First off, I don't want to be someone who people look at as like that toxic, you know, culture that we have as like a quote unquote example, or like, I just know fat phobia is such a real thing. And that's something that I was like, I don't want to even contribute to that, not only in a public way, but in my own life. Like I just was like, diet culture is so toxic and disgusting. And I just, I don't want to address that at all. But then I was also having all of these health issues. And so at the beginning of this year, I ultimately decided that I was like, okay, what I had learned and with talking to my doctors is I also just want to caveat, this is literally my personal experience. I talk to doctors and health professionals. And if that's something that you are interested in, I recommend that you do that and don't go off of my experience for this at all. Again, I don't want to be an advocate for skinny culture or like anti-fat phobia, like any of those things. This was a personal thing for me because it got to the point that I was having really crazy health problems. And my doctor was like, like it's not actually the weight that matters, but constant fluctuation is hard on your body. I ended up working with one of my friends who is, well, actually several friends who work in the health space and weight space specifically. So I have one of my friends who's an amazing health weight coach, Lale, and she really guided me a lot through finding better foods that like support my body and 
support my digestion and all of that thing. And I also work with one of my friends who is specifically, she is a weight loss coach, Laura Hinton. She's also amazing and really just wanted to get clearer on my body. And the thing that was super interesting when I was first talking to Laura is I was like, again, I just came with so much shame. And I was like, I don't want to be part of this problem. I don't want to feel like I'm a person who's prioritizing weight loss. It feels vain. It feels stupid. It feels toxic, like all of these things. And yet it feels like I need to figure something out. And what I loved about working with Laura is that, so I don't know if y'all have ever heard me say this as an acting coach, I'm like, I feel like the shiny object that I'm dangling in front of y'all is like, your career is going to get better if you come to me. (laughs) Right. And so then you come to me and the truth is what we actually do is a lot of inner healing and a lot of work on yourself so that you actually enjoy your experience as an artist and your experience in life. Well, that's the same thing with working with Laura. Right. She does advertise that she's like a quote unquote, like weight loss coach. And yet so much of our work was about being coming in tune with your body. I didn't realize that I was so unattuned to my body. I had no idea when I was hungry or when I was full, when I was eating for hunger sake versus emotional sake. And so because of that, because I just had no inclination to know what my body was actually needing, I was overeating and giving my body the wrong things and trying to compensate. And so the result of all that was a ton of inflammation and was weight gain ultimately. But the inflammation was like a huge thing. So anyway, all of this to say, again, I just want to bring back this pattern, starting with shame and feeling like there was something wrong or whatever. And then ultimately leaning in and saying like, I'm going to make this decision anyway and I'm going to do this thing that feels scary and ultimately what ended up happening was that I released so much shame again I learned how to trust my body I learned how to listen to my body I learned how to know exactly what my body is needing and craving at any moment and how to make the best decisions for my body Okay. Then another thing earlier at the beginning of this year. So y'all have heard, if you didn't get a chance to listen, I had John, my best friend and lover on the podcast. And he and I have always had a really independent relationship from each other where, however, that has been very circumstantial. So for example, when we got married, I was in the musical theater major. We were still in college. He was in the advertising major. We both had like super busy majors. Well, we both did this like performing group, but my time commit was a lot more because I was the vice president of it and he was in the band, but he was the president of his public relations organization at school, the like student body public relations. I don't know, whatever. I'm just trying to throw a brag in there if we're being honest. No, I'm just kidding. But basically we both had these really independent lifestyles. And so it's like, I was running a million miles in one direction. He was running a million miles in the other direction. And then we would meet up at night and go for walks and like share about our day. And it was like so amazing. And we really loved that. And that continued on in our marriage. Like I would be doing a show or I would go on set and he was working and doing his thing and he was playing his shows. And then we'd come together and like really have so much fun. And that was similar also, like when I was doing festivals, like I would be away almost every single weekend for like an entire year. And so then when we got to be together, it was like the most fun and the most magical and the most special. And I even remember some of our couple friends were like, I don't really understand your marriage. Like you guys don't spend that much time together. And like we do obviously, but I think we really just were two independent people who lived together and got to like share and like love each other so hard. And so then like truthfully, the pandemic was really hard. Like we were used to seeing each other a couple hours like each day together and that really worked for us. And then all of a sudden we're spending literally all day together. And like, I really missed that like focused quality time. And then John was like, 
well, we've already spent all day together. Like, I just want some space from you. And then there'd be times that I'm like, well, I want space from you. And like, it wasn't like the healthiest dynamic for us because we'd been so used to being so independent. And so then again, earlier this year though, it felt like a lot of shame to like ask for help, to be like, hey, this isn't working anymore. Like us living in the same house and being like, obviously, like I think so many people had dependency issues at the pandemic. Like it just was like the biggest roller coaster. But we decided we're like, you know what? We need to figure out how to make our marriage and our relationship work when we aren't like going in two different directions. How can we work together and still maintain that independence without the circumstances of a bunch of travel and a bunch of like just being two ships in the night, right? And so we worked with a marriage coach this year. And that's something that like has been the most rewarding work that we've done and has really helped us to be supportive of each other while also maintaining our independence. So now, even though we're like still spending so much freaking time together, neither of us are emotionally dependent on one another. We create our own emotional needs and our own emotional health. And then we just get to like love being together. I like love this metaphor. Someone explained, I think it was probably our marriage coach, I assume, just about like how you have a dog and like you don't have any expectations for the dog other than you're just like, I just get to love you. And so she was saying that's like how a marriage like at its best can be, right? Like if you're both just taking care of yourself and your own emotional needs and then you just get to be together to just love each other. And so that again was something though that felt like a lot of shame to be like, oh my gosh, do we have marital problems? Like what's going on? Like we've never had this and yet all of a sudden our marriage felt hard and wonky and weird. And then again, just by being like, I'm releasing this and being led and taking this, like working with this coach became so healing. This spring, I got to the place that my coaching business had really taken off and my one-on-one practice was full. Now, the conventional wisdom of life coaching, (laughs) like I think pretty much everyone is like, you need to like not only sell out your one-on-one, but you need to have like a wait list. You need to like have that wait list for like a long time so that when you launch a group, it's just like there's so much demand that it just like immediately sells out. Well, I hadn't quite built that demand yet. Like, yes, my practice was full and I knew that I didn't like want to continue just keeping it that full, but I hadn't quite built the demand for like a huge group either yet. Like it was, I had only been full for about a month and I just felt called to start the group. Like looking back, I can see my reason at the time was like, I just was like, I don't know how sustainable this is for me as an actor. I'm just like highly empathetic and highly sensitive. So coaching, even though I love it, it does take a lot out of me to be able to coach so much one-on-one. And so when I was doing it, like with a full practice, it didn't leave a lot of emotional space for me to also be able to create art. And so that was kind of my reason at the time, but from the outside, it didn't make any sense. And so then launching this group and I'm obsessed with it. I love it. I love every single one of y'all who are in there and I'm so proud of what I've created. One of the coaches that I have been mentored by, she launched a group and she sold out like 40 spots in like 24 hours. And she had just had been like, I'm doing two groups. There's 20 spots each. Well, I think she like launched the first one. And then the second one was like, well, that one, the first one sold out. So I'm just going to like add a second and then immediately sold out the second one. So that's kind of the, I think goal that everyone's like going for when you launch a group program. And that was not something that I was able to create because I just hadn't had enough time. It didn't really make any sense. And yet I felt guided to do it. And it was a process of letting go of some shame of like, what if this doesn't work? Letting go of the fear of what if this doesn't work? Letting go of the fear of what it quote unquote should be looking like. Okay, so I just gave you like the biggest rundown of my year, what I've been working on personally. And the reason that I'm telling you all this is because again, all of these things, 
ultimately, even though they felt like a left turn, were a right turn in terms of a correct turn because they were letting go of fear, they were letting go of shame, and they were helping me step into the kind of person I actually want to be. And throughout this process, before I even found out that I was pregnant, I had multiple conversations with friends being like, I didn't think that I would be quite ready yet to have a baby, but I am. I feel excited about it. And I actually had scheduled a fertility appointment coming up this month because I was like, that's something that I want to start. So that's like a process that I want to start. Now, truthfully, I think it's important to be transparent about these kinds of things. Like I have no idea how this baby <laughs> happened because based on like all of my cycling and protection, and all of those things, I'm like, I don't really know. And truthfully, I was planning on starting the process of like, wanting to conceive a child in the next probably year. So like next summer was when I was kind of thinking about that. That being said, before I even found out that I was pregnant, I was feeling so grateful because I realized that I've put myself in a position that I am ready to have a baby. I mean, now here's the thing. No one's ready, right? Like no one's ever going to be ready. And I'm also don't want to advocate and be like, you need to do self-healing so that you'll be ready to have a baby. I don't think everyone is supposed to have a baby. And I didn't think I was going to for a long time. That being said, the whole point of all of this is that when you can let go of fear and you can let go of shame and instead be guided, you are going to put yourself in the position to be ready for the things that you actually really want deep in your heart that you don't even think that you can have. And again, the reason I went through all of these is because for me, letting go of the shame of being queer, making my own movies, like creating so much autonomy in my life. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I just remember like five years ago being like, there's no way in hell I'm going to have a baby because I'm constantly waiting around for everyone else. And like waiting on all of these outside experiences to happen and feeling so out of control with my body and being like, I can't even can take care of myself. How am I going to take care of someone else? And then in this last year being like, I feel so emotionally dependent on my husband. How could I also take care of a baby? Or like, even with like a full group or a full one-on-one -on -one practice being like, this is too much energy. Like this is too much and I'm not able to help as many people as I want. And so all of those things ultimately, like just by saying yes and by letting go of shame led me to be guided to this point where I'm so freaking excited now and I feel so ready to be a mom. And so that was something that like when we found out that we are having a baby, it was a conversation like we're very pro-choice. And so it was like, okay, is this something that we're going to choose right now or not? And we gave ourselves some time to like sit on that and marinate on that and like meditate on it. And ultimately what it came down to was just overwhelming gratitude for my past self for preparing myself and for letting myself be guided and letting myself heal in these ways that seemed like complete distractions or left turns. Like I think that my inclination, if I hadn't let myself be guided over this last year would have been like push for more, write more scripts, like audition more, take more classes, do all these things that I was doing before I learned this work. And all of that would have maybe looked like from the outside, the quote unquote right things. But I also just want to remind y'all that while I was doing the quote unquote wrong things, I've still had insane success in my career, right? Not only with my movie, but with getting new representation in Los Angeles, with booking my first recurring role on television, like all of those things happened and they are just the byproducts of saying yes to these things where I ultimately was letting go of shame 
and letting go of fear and instead letting myself be guided to what my intuition wants. And that has been the best practice that I'm so fucking grateful for myself for developing. And this is the exact process that I help my clients with. So again, this has been like the longest, I don't even know how long I've been talking, but it feels like it's been a really long time because I'm so winded. But again, all of this to say, I don't want you to take this away and be like, if I listen to my inner voice, then I'm going to have to have a baby. Because if someone had told me that, even a year ago, I would have been like, all right, good. Then I'm not listening to my inner voice ever again. (laughs) Right. So, So that's not what I'm trying to say. I don't think that everyone is supposed to have a baby or anything like that, but it just really positioned me in a way of having all of the things that I want. And I'm so freaking excited because now I've built a life that I know that I can continue all of the things that I want. I don't have to pick either or I don't have to take a break from my career in order to have a baby. I don't have to like give it up. I don't have to work a side job that I hate. Like I've built a life that I'm so freaking proud of and I didn't even know that this baby was coming along. And now that I know that this baby is either a Taurus or a Gemini, I'm like, this makes a lot of sense of like their way of entering the world is just like, actually I'm deciding. But I'm so grateful that I have already created this relationship with myself ultimately. So What I just want to offer to you is that as you continue your process of healing, you're going to be called to go left when you would normally go right. And I want to encourage you to follow that. I want you to let go of what you're supposed to do or what you quote unquote should do and let yourself step into a new identity that is calling to you. Maybe it seems completely random. Maybe it's like me with a weight coach where like for literally half of our sessions, I was like, but I don't want to lose weight. This is toxic. (laughs) And her being like, okay, cool. Well, really the point of this is intuitive eating and like learning to listen to your body, right? So All this to say, it might be doing things that you don't think that you'll want. And it might be adding a new identity. I know that I was scared shitless when I had the idea of like, maybe I should start a coaching business. Like I just was like, no, no, no. I don't want to be a life coach. I don't want anyone ever to think of me as a life coach. And what it actually created was so much more freedom and so much more fulfillment in my artistic career. This exact same thing when I was like, maybe I should start writing. Like all of these things have just continued to build incrementally over time. And as you build this trust with yourself, it's going to continue leading to bigger and bigger things for you. Maybe it's not having a family. Maybe it's winning an Oscar. And maybe you don't even know that you're going to be the first, I don't know, woman who wins Oscar for best director, best actor, and best writer all in one year. Like we literally don't know, but I promise you that as you take each step and as a sidebar, I'm like, oh damn, I guess that's my goal. Okay. So sorry, y'all race me to it, I guess. But, uh, (laughs) these goals are going to continue to compound and going to continue to build as you develop your relationship with yourself and as you continue to grow. And all of this starts by saying yes to letting go of fear and letting go of shame. So I hope that this is helpful. This is the exact skill that we're working on in the Abundant Artist Academy is letting go of this and stepping into these new identities, even when it seems completely random, but also just getting really clear on what is that intuition? What is being guided for you? and helping you understand that for yourself and understanding how to use your central nervous system to work with you instead of against you. If this is something you're interested in, please join us in the Abundant Artist Academy. I would love to have you and I hope you have an amazing week. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you're ready to take this work even deeper and up-level your life and career, follow the link in my show notes to coach with me in the Abundant Artist Academy, my group coaching program for creatives who are tired of being struggling artists and who are ready to start creating more in their lives, more happiness, more bookings, and more money. I'll see you on the inside.